Hi, and welcome to this episode of Our Guest Is, presented by My East Coast Experience Media in partnership with RBC. Our Guest Is introduces us to a resilient group of people typically called immigrants, but perhaps better described as entrepreneurs, community builders, and survivors. In each episode, we'll be hearing all about their journeys to Canada's East Coast in their own words. Today, our guest is Osama Nasrallah. Hello, Osama. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. A little bit about you and your background. You're originally from Lebanon, and you attended SMU, St. Mary's University in Halifax, and were president and CEO of their Students Association for two terms. Um, You gained experience from that in advocacy, governance, and government relationships. And before becoming a business owner, you worked at Scotiabank. And you're a volunteer and board member of multiple organizations, MBA from SMU. Uh, You studied uh, online with Harvard. Is that correct, too? Yep. You never stop. You own the (laughs) Harbor Watercraft in Halifax, Sea Halifax, Nova Glamping. Um, and your passions include finance, community relations, and management. And I've got to say, you're a very busy, very busy person. There's just a lot about you. I'm uh, very impressed. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess we can start by you just telling us uh, your journey to Atlantic Canada. Perfect. No, thank you so much for this. It's great to be back here. Uh, really, it all started eight years ago when I decided to uh, enter university. So I started my journey at St. Mary's so in the language center. So I learned English as my second language, mm-hmm. um, made September, and I wanted to be a dentist at that time. So I did my first year in biology, actually. And then in my second year, I was like, ah, no, it's just not my thing. You know, I'm going to move to commerce. And I still remember calling my dad, be like, you know, um, I don't think biology is my thing or dentistry. I might move to business. I said, yeah, no, that's 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 fine. But you're going to do your master's after, right? I said, yeah, the goal is to do my MBA. Mm -hmm. And he said, and you're doing your PhD after that. I said, no, I never want to (laughs) teach. He said, yeah, but I don't care. Everyone calls you a doctor back in the village. So you better come back as a doctor and something. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) No pressure. But yeah, I did. um, Then I got a bit involved involved in the university in my first year um, with the student association and uh, did some volunteering with Habitat for Humanity and different uh, societies on campus and then um, we ran for president uh, and then it was, was just a great experience and um, did my undergrad in marketing and then I did my human resource certificate mm-hmm. and uh, passed forward in 2019, graduated, joined Scotia Bank as a small business advisor. And it's at university where I met my business partner, Omar, and we were actually roommates. Mm-hmm. And that's where we started the Harbor Watercraft. Uh, small team down in, in Dartmouth, you know, uh, one full-time, one part-time. Fast forward, we're now with 22 employees over yeah. the summer. So we moved to the Halifax waterfront. The business grew. We launched another business. Uh, so it's really all started at St. Mary's. And uh, again, um, Scotiabank had a great experience, did a small business. And did a small business during COVID too, which was mm-hmm. the toughest times for small businesses, but it was um, the most rewarding time for bankers to be able to step up and help people in tough times other mm-hmm. than just, you know, in normal uh, days. But it was very rewarding. Then decided to go back to school to do my MBA in, the, in COVID. <laughs> and I thought, you know, what, it's only going to be a semester online and then we're going to be back on campus, you know, COVID, yeah. you know, we're getting the vaccine, it's going to be all right. And then the whole oh MBA yeah. uh, became online in a way, but it was, was a great experience. You know, we were able actually to meet people from all around the world because more, more people joined the program just because mm. they can do it virtually in a way. Yeah. Um, but it was good to do it here in Halifax. And then 
from there, we I joined after the MBA. I, I uh, got promoted to Scotiabank to commercial banking, uh, which was great, just down the street here in Hollis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then our new venture started Nova Glambing, and that's where you know I had to step out away from banking and fully focus on our new project. Um, Nova Glambing and the businesses here over the summer. So I'm, I'm too much into tourism now and seasonal <laughs> businesses, uh, but it's very cool. You mentioned uh, Habitat for Humanity, and when you were volunteering with them, that was to build houses for veterans in the U.S. And Absolutely. What was that experience like? It was great. So I did it actually four years in a row. Wow. So every February in reading week in school, uh, we get on a bus and we drive to the U.S. So it's a, a nice 48 hours to 52 hours <laughs> on bus a bus. ride <laughs> on a bus, you know, with uh, 30 more students. Uh, and yeah, we the bus never stops, you know, and yeah, we, we went to Florida uh, the furthest one I went was to Texas, actually, and it's it's very very rewarding experience because you you really we really we're really privileged where we live mm-hmm. and and a lot of things you know life is tough here too uh, but when you go there and you see the the way of living it's it's totally a different experience it's totally different when people lost their homes and hurricanes and they don't have place to stay and the best part of the experience is the people who are building the house for are there to volunteer with you so you can see the yeah. impact you know the mom you know the single mom and her young child there yeah. trying to help with the house and you know we're, we're doing everything we can in that week so we're like 40 students 30 to 40 in like five days just people doing flooring roofing everything so it's just a great experience and um, it made us even volunteer here locally so we volunteer locally in september and then february comes we we go to the u.s so it's uh, it's just a great experience and the people that you were meeting through that program did they ask you you know what is atlantic canada where are you from you know what is canada like (laughs) absolutely like when you tell me you're from nova scotia you know like Like where's nova scotia you know i mean you're like oh you know where's maine so where maine is you know up there. <laughs> up there four hours away five hours yeah. so uh, but it's great and you know we we had just the best experience and people were, were so nice with us there and it's it's really very impactful in a way so now being in atlanta canada and coming from lebanon what did you learn about Atlanta, Canada before you came here? I mean, yeah, it's just a four-hour drive from Maine. Yeah. And you probably knew about Maine before you knew about Halifax, <laughs> Halifax right? Yeah. I mean, so that's totally understandable. And and what surprised you about Halifax when you first moved here? Absolutely. So to be honest, like when I I remember when my first, you know, I'm, I'm the youngest out of six, you know, so I'm the, the youngest mm-hmm. um, of the family. So I'm, I remember my dad saying, you know what, I w- would love to send you to Canada, you know, and I was like, why would I go study in Canada? You know, none of my brothers or sisters studied outside. They're all studied in Lebanon or in Jordan, like right next in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know what? I, I could never afford sending any one of them because we had the whole team basically studying yeah. at the same time. But now you're the youngest one. I was like, no, I really don't want to go to Canada. So I actually skipped a semester in university, went to drama school in Kuwait, studied drama for drama? six months. Drama? <laughs> so... And how did your parents feel about that? <laughs> I know. Just like, so... oh, no, please be a dentist. <laughs> yeah, just so I don't go to Canada. And then after a semester, I was like, uh, you know what, I will go. So it's 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 great. Like Halifax is, is just amazing. And I moved here when in 2014 where I know people say, wow, the city changed a lot mm-hmm. in 10 years. I would say the city changed a lot in the best yeah. five years even. You know yeah. what I mean? When I came in, the convention center was just a big hole. You know, yeah. I remember arriving at like 9 p.m. to the airport and the taxi driver driving me to residence and like 
everything's closed at night. There's nothing. I was like, wow, what am I doing here? You know? And I went to Toronto actually for a week before coming here. So I'm like, wow, Toronto is amazing. I'm sure Halifax is the same. Then I came here, I was like, oh, I think I'm in the wrong city. (laughs) But no, it's really, it's really the people of Halifax that makes you feel welcome since day one. If it was, you know, in the street, I, I tell people, even from the small keeping the door open for you before, like all these mm-hmm. small things really uh, made a difference. But in general, you know, when people ask you, you're staying after graduating, right? You you want to be here, you want to stay here, just please stay, you know, like <laughs> all these stuff really. I never thought I would live in Halifax and now I can never f- feel that I'm going to leave Halifax, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and that's what the, always the goal, you know, you come, graduate, you get your degree and you go home, mm-hmm. back home, you work, or, and then you come here and be like, wow, wait a second, you know, there's opportunities there is there is a plenty of opportunities where you can live work and build a family in a way so it's a great place to be and i read online that your first experience with snow was when you moved here i mean and you're running out by yourself in the you know dark of night yeah (laughs) i mean what was what was that experience it's great because you know i lived i lived all my life in kuwait and kuwait Mm -hmm. is a desert you know Mm -hmm. i mean like in the summer it's like 55 degrees temperature (laughs) i never seen the snow in my life Uh, even though it snows in lebanon but we always went to lebanon in the summer where Mm -hmm. you know there's no school so we'll go for two three months but it was just a great experience it was like seeing the snow for the first time in the street I think there was like a snowstorm or something happening and it was like the best moment ever you know what yeah. I mean? and uh, even in my my second year we were like there was snowing and I got all these international students my friends and we're like you know what let's go shovel the neighborhood and we started oh. we went to shovel and we went just for fun because we love the snow yeah but then we were like oh that would be actually fun so we started like shoveling and making like roads inside the houses <laughs> and so I'm like wow that's that's cool but it's 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 great it's 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 a good feeling like when you're here it's just the community make you feel you're one of them mm-hmm. uh, since day one and that's really what makes us love the city we live in yeah and your parents i mean obviously your parents encouraged you to to move to canada as you mentioned before i mean what was that support like for you um and and really led to where you are now yeah it, it's it's great and of course my parents are it's funny they're in two different bays you know my dad loves it here he came mm-hmm. and checked it out and he loves it and then my mom is like okay so when are you coming back anytime <laughs> soon you know <laughs> Uh, but no, they they always you know they always encouraged me you know to do what I'm doing you know with um, the things I do with the community with the things I do with the work with with businesses in in general you know what I mean um, because you know if you call your parents be like hey you know I'm actually might be leaving my bank job to run a jet ski business jet ski business really <laughs> what's a jet ski business you know what I mean but it's it's different here like once once you see how big the business became and how many people were serving and how many people were, were hiring and contributing to the community we live in. It's it's just uh, amazing. But now both of them really love it. They support it uh, big time. And I try to visit home every six to 12 months. Of course, COVID was a hassle. But other yeah. than that, I try to, to go there every now and then. And the, the jet ski business, uh, you know, being in Halifax right now, I think I was on the waterfront in the summer and I was like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, as we were talking about, the city is growing so much, but having not really been on the waterfront in a couple of years, mostly because of COVID, um, it was phenomenal. And people are, you know, zooming around and I'm thinking, 
why would someone just hand over a jet ski to a random person? Right. Aren't you afraid that they're going to, you know, fall off or something? Yeah. But it looked so fun. It, it, it is so fun. And we really worked hard in the past few years on, like, safety and mm-hmm. procedures and, and everything. And, and the biggest thing for us with the jet ski is really accessibility, you know. In, in, in real life, if you own a jet ski or a boat, it's you're very privileged, you know, to be able to own a jet ski or you live yeah. in a lake or live in the ocean. Uh, and being able to offer it for everyone, for here you go, for 120 yeah. bucks, you can go no matter what's your income, high or low. Yeah. People will say, you know what, me and my brother will do it once a summer. It's our anniversary. It's my kid's birthday. Yeah. And the biggest thing is for us, it's changing people's perspective about the harbor. You know, mm. people still believe, especially in Nova Scotia, that the harbor is dirty. You know, yeah. they're like, oh, Sammy, we don't want to see don't it 10, 15 years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I've been here for eight years and I think it's the cleanest. They're like, really? <laughs> and uh, it's so funny. When we first started the business, people would say, will I lose a hand? Will I lose a finger <laughs> being out there? I was like, no, you should never get into an accident. They're like, no, no, if I get splashed, you know. Oh, they didn't mean your really. Skin's just gonna melt. <laughs> they, they, they think, you know, will I lose a finger oh if I get God. splashed? Because they have this, and now we're really having people coming every day. And 80% of our guests are Nova Scotia. It's yeah. locals, really. You know, when we first started the business, we thought, you know, cruise ship market. Oh, we get 9,000 people oh, cruise yeah. ship. We just need like 20 people, 30 people. And it was never our market. You know, the average age on this cruise ship is never in work in our business. Yeah. You know what I mean? And but locals just love it. Locals yeah. be like every we have like people coming every single year with their family with their kids. We like I, we have it like a yearly thing now. You know every yeah. summer, and it's a different experience once you go under the bridges around mm. George's Island to McNabs. You know and and really building new systems in the jet ski where we geofence the whole harbor where people can go where they can go and all these yeah. uh, things. So it's great and and we're at on the waterfront. You know under developed Nova Scotia which build Nova Scotia now, but. Um, because they once you you get in they become your partners other than your landlord so uh, and their goal is always how can we bring more people to the waterfront which yeah. which is great to have a landlord like this in a way uh, but it's just been a, a great experience and that's where we got the kayaks and we started doing kayak tours to George's Island you know mm-hmm. what I mean we're giving people the first experience ever to visit George's Island on a kayak yeah. you know what I mean or people like you kayaked on the harbor like there's cruise ship coming there's know, a container tugboats I'm like yeah. it's a guided tour don't worry we're not sending people alone you know? yeah it's all scheduled it's and all, planned it's yeah, all don't planned. worry safety is our number one priority but they be like yeah and that's where when we first started our business people were like you know this is a very busy harbor and we we're like it's not, you know, we got like three, four cargo ships a day, two cruise ship, go to Boston, go to Vancouver. And that's mm-hmm. what the busy harbor looks like. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's where we're trying to let people know, you know, this harbor is for everyone. You know what I mean? Everyone should should have the right to be there and experience what other experiences. You shouldn't really just own a boat or whatever to be able yeah. to. So accessibility is very important into in that aspect. In your first year at SMU, you decided to run for president of the <laughs> University Students Association. I read a lot about this online, and it seemed like a whirlwind of just politics and, you know, disappointment and, and success. Um, can you tell us about that experience? Yeah, it, it's Why funny. are you laughing? Because <laughs> uh, I was running in my first year, and, you know, at that time, you know, like the Student Association, it's a big organization. It's a $4.3 million organization. As a president, you sign every check leaving, every check coming. You know, there, there's a whole staff. And um, in my first year, I was I went to run for a board. Uh, there's like a board of directors, nine students. It's very cool. And uh, you meet once a month. And then my friends were running for board. So they were like, oh, we're running for board. You can't run. You're going for president. I was like, yeah, why not? I was running for president, you know? <laughs> And I'm still remembering, like, sitting in a debate, you know, when there's, like, 100-something students, and I'm in a debate. And and the number one, you know, they give you a nomination paper to fill. 
And it was very hard to fill it with 150 names in order to be able to run. And all I told students, you know what? My first goal is to bring a subway on campus. I'm like, subway? And I was able to fill that 150 <laughs> signature in like a, a day and a half. Well, and like sandwiches. Like, <laughs> I'm like, subway? I'm going to be like, yeah, okay, get you subway. And that's my number one priority, you know? And subway made me good. And I still remember, like, I was sitting on... Um, like on the debate and people ask me some question, like my English wasn't as, as good then. And I wouldn't even understand it. I'll ask the guy next to me who's running against me. Like, uh, what does she mean? With that? You know, <laughs> but it was a great experience. And I actually got like 300 something votes in my first year. Not bad. And then, uh, I lost. Then I decided to run my second year. And in my second year, actually I lost by six votes, six people. So the first one got uh, 691. I got 685. Oh, so man. six votes, yeah. you know, and, I never gave up on it. I ran again my third year. So I ran, I did four years of legit university. I ran in the four years of them. And the fifth year, I came back to school to do my human resource certificate. But it's a, it's, it's a very cool experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, with that sort of determination and people are calling you a future Canadian prime minister, I mean, what do you think of that? Is that something that you see for yourself? Absolutely. I, I, al I always loved politics, you know, and when, when we... At St. Mary's, we did a lot of advocacy. We used to go to Ottawa three times a year where we met with ministers and advocate on behalf of the students and then locally to meet with uh, um, the MLAs and Premier and talk about students' uh, needs and advocate on their behalf. Uh, but the goal was always down the road to get in politics. Uh, now, the more I'm getting into business, the more I'm staying away from politics. Okay. But down the road, who knows? You know, I, I, I always loved it. I always loved making a change, making a difference. And now I just got to decide which level of the government make the most impact. You know, was it, is it municipality? Is it uh, provincial or federal? Um, but who knows? I'm still young. I'm still 27. So I'm yeah. like, you know what? Give it time. Enjoy the business. Because really, once you get in politics, you give away a lot of things. You know what I mean? Um, which is fine. But uh, as much as I'm enjoying businesses and building the, you know, the, the city we're living in and the province we're living in, I'm like, oh, maybe it's not time. You know? Yeah. I know you like that, but no. Yeah. <laughs> I also read too that you keep a statue of Barack Obama in your <laughs> office. Um, I mean, the whole prime minister thing, obviously he was the president of the United <laughs> States. How has he influenced you and, and who else do you admire? <laughs> that's, that's funny. It, it, just because when I ran for president in my third year, uh, Trump was just being elected mm -hmm. in, in February, March. So, uh, my slogan for running for president in Mary's was, if you really miss Obama, it's the time to vote Osama. <laughs> so that's how it, all the Obama thing started. Mm -hmm. And, and people were, students were wearing their T-shirts, you know, if you nice. really miss Obama, it's the time. And when I ran in my fourth year, I ran, if Obama did two terms, so should Osama, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and that's how I got my second term as president at St. Mary's. So it was, it was very, but yeah, no, it's uh, someone I look up to, uh, you know, like looking at, uh, politics uh, in general and, and even our uh, provincial and federal, you know, premiers and stuff. It's something I always keep an eye on and, mm -hmm. and see. And I, I, I'm, I'm sure there's always the good and the bad, you know, yeah. uh, but it's uh, people I look up to. Yeah. While you were at SMU, you helped new students get comfortable at the university too. So do you consider yourself a mentor? Um, and why is it important for you to help 
Absolutely. Because when in my time, you know, people are always, whenever I reach out to someone for help or, you know, to ask about business or to ask about stuff to do, uh, they're always there to help. And, and this is actually a priority for me now, especially now that they have more time than ever, you know, like I love connecting people, you know, someone looking for a banking job, I use my connection with the bank or with other organizations, like, oh, just meet this person, you know, uh, going with people for coffees before their banking interview, you know, like I get a lot of uh, people like, oh, I have a meeting with the bank this Friday, would you go for coffee? I'm like, yeah, we'll love to, you know, and I, I try to make them sound as smart as they could sound, <laughs> you know, with, you know, understanding capital markets and the bank share and all these uh, stuff. But uh, I, I like always to make people feel that, you know, uh, they're held and supported. And that's a big thing for us, you know, if we really want to keep people in our city, in our province, you know, we're going to help them uh, get the right job, you know, help them get what they want and succeed in a way. You're obviously a very busy, hardworking person. And what is downtime like for you? I that, mean, what do you do, enjoy doing? Because <laughs> I saw you on the weekend um, at the, you know, this Christmas market that happens in, in the waterfront in Halifax, and you're, you know, selling hot chocolate. I mean, dude, it's <laughs> Sunday. Go to sleep. <laughs> so what do you do on your downtime? It's, it's, it's funny because now... Uh, since I left the bank, I had started having more downtime, you know, like I remember back in June, July, you know, sleeping four hours a day just between going to the bank from you know eight to five, then from five to nine on the business here. Yeah. And then Nova Glamping started. So we started like uh, doing everything. It was it was very, very tough. Uh, but now that, you know, there's no bear banking and Nova Glamping, actually, that's our last weekend. So today is our last oh, okay. uh, day. And uh, I'm having more time. So I, I just actually signed up for the first time in like two, into boxing, you know, okay. uh, down down next to Spring Garden South Park. And uh, uh, now we started this new chalet at the Evergreen. It's yeah. just something we wanted to be part. We, we love the waterfront and we really love the people at develop and uh, the work they're doing. So when that evergreen thing came, we're like, you know what? We'll, we'll love to take a part. Mm-hmm. And we're like, so what are you going to be playing to? We're like, um, let me think. Give us two days. And we're like, okay, we can do mini pancakes. We can do brownies. We can do hot chocolate. And and then we ended up having the huge line of hot yeah. chocolate. Like the amount of hot chocolate people want. like, people wow. People love liquid sugar. Love liquid sugar. <laughs> and we're putting this whipped cream and all the... Uh, marshmallows mm-hmm. and everything in the hot chocolate and people just love it. We're like, oh, that's great. So we're like, okay, we're going to have one one person work it. And then it ended up us, three of us actually all the time there because it's just so busy. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's just great. And people are like, wow, that's lovely. That's amazing. Is this the first year? We're like, no, actually, this is the second year. But people are really getting to get out in Christmas. And yeah. again, the weather has been helping a lot. You mm-hmm. know, we haven't gotten much snow yet no. or not at all yet. Uh, but it's fine. But uh, my downtime... Uh, in three weeks will be I'm actually going home so I'm going home for eight weeks oh, uh, wow. for the first time so I, I always went home for like two weeks a year not much at all and you know I, as I mentioned I'm the youngest out of my family mm-hmm. so the difference between me and my dad is like 45 years old you yeah. know what I mean like a big difference me my dad me and my mom so I was like okay this is the time where I really want to spend time with my family um, and that's where I'm going home end of December and I'm back March 1st oh, so a good like eight weeks two months don't think about business, just <laughs> eat good food and have some sleep, you so know? So you're probably already planning, like, a glamping adventure in Lebanon, maybe, <laughs> like, a, a business there? <laughs> that, that's, uh, that's, that's, <laughs> I, I, I always think, I was like, so you're going to shut up, shut your your mind for yeah. two months? There's no way, you know? Uh, yeah. And that's where I tell people, like, it's it's time for, like, a, a break. I mean, like, yeah, and because I always thought, you know, oh, I'm young, I'm only 27, I really can work 20 hours, it doesn't matter, this is the age to work at, and then after this summer, I was like, holy, you know, I'll be 
coming home from the business at like 11, all good. And then I get a call from the island. Hey, you know, the water isn't working on the reverse Moses system or oh, the generator. And I'm like, okay, so I'll drive here all the way to Baggy's Cove at yeah. like midnight, get on a boat, get to the island, try to fix it, get back. So it was a very busy summer and, and now we're building a team. But again, people had the best time ever. You know, we were fully booked all summer. People just loved it. It's rural community. It's West Dover, you know, no, I didn't know whether West Dover was before, you know, <laughs> getting the place. And we're like, where's West? We're like, oh, you know where Baggy's Cove? It's four minutes away from there. We're like, oh, okay, so it's close to that area. But it's, it's just a great experience, yeah. And it's beautiful, too. You have sort of that dome. Um, I don't even know. What, what do you call that? Geodomes. Geodome. Yeah, yeah, geodome. Super cool. Uh, and then you have the nice cabin, Absolutely. Right? And each of them have their own wood fire hot tub. We oh, have wow. a wood fire sauna on the island. So we really created like a destination. Uh, we're building a small wedding venue, too. So oh. people can have like a small... 30 to 40 people wedding on the island and have the whole island for themselves, you know? Wow. Uh, we had two weddings over the summer and it was like a 15 people wedding. But even the guests, they were like, when do you leave a wedding on a boat? You know, they were coming on a boat, leaving on a boat. Yeah. So it's it's great. And like you were saying before with the jet ski business, even people who were born and raised on this coast have never had the chance to experience something like that. Absolutely. And it is for everyone. Absolutely. And that's 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 a big thing. Like we, we didn't know that before, you mm -hmm. know, and then we, we started learning more about, you know, the cleanup and everything with the harbor and yeah. how disgusting the harbor was. <laughs> and people were like, you will be on the ferry and you will look down like, oh, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny till this day we're like you really like you guys swim in the harbor we're like yeah all the time like when we do our training and stuff we're like diving in the harbor not just swimming it's uh, it's funny yeah. when i was a kid we used to use the point pleasant park had the a, beach had the little beach that was like our beach yeah. and i look at those pictures i mean it's the 80s and i go oh my, my parents thinking yeah. but now yes it's okay i guess yeah. uh, if you could redo your immigration to canada what's one thing that you would change hmm maybe not buying the island no i'm kidding <laughs> i mean uh, we can skip this yeah. question or <laughs> uh, no to be honest i will i will I don't think I will change one thing as much as I will really get engaged in a, in a in a in a faster way, uh, do more do more things you know that would help me realize what I want to fully do you know. But really, not not a big thing what I would change you know. I think I, I had a good journey so far, thankfully, and uh, yeah. And what about advice that you would give someone who's maybe considering studying as an international student in Atlantic Canada? Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll tell them, you know, Canada is the place to study, you know, mm -hmm. especially Halifax. You know, people are welcoming. Uh, they will feel part from the community. They will really feel home, far away from home. And uh, the key is getting involved, getting involved in their first day. If it was in a, in a small society meeting their other Canadian friends, uh, learning the culture and uh, the biggest thing is being open-minded you know you gotta really be open-minded to to a new culture to a new world you're gonna uh, live in um, of course you you should always keep your values keep your ethics keep whatever uh, you like but you should always be open-minded mm. uh, to other cultures and other other people because that's one thing i learned here and that's one thing that made me who i am is really being open to every other culture, to every other religion, to every other. And that's the best thing about 
uh, the community here. People always will treat you as a human, no matter what's your background, where you came from or anything. People always treat you on who you are and how you treat them and how you make them feel. And that's that's the key coming here. You know, a lot of people come in with assumptions or misassumptions about things. And I tell people, just be open-minded, uh, learn from others, and uh, again, keep being involved uh, because that's the key for a successful life, I would say, in Canada. So previously we were talking about, you know, you were in drama and biology and, you know, you were finding your way, but then you realized that you loved presenting in front of people and public speaking, but that, you know, naturally freaks a lot of people out. So again, maybe some more advice on if someone is an international student or wanting to learn to network and, you know, if you could give them any advice of just breaking out of that shell. Absolutely. And that's where really, like, I remember the whole public speak thing came from Enactus uh, in Society on Campus, where we joined and we started presenting to, you know, CEOs and company directors about an, a product or about a service we provided as a society to help the community or about an enterprise. And uh, really, people shouldn't feel shy about presenting as much as, you know, Go up there, you're going to do mistakes, you're going to think that people didn't really understand what you meant, you know. Uh, I remember, as I mentioned, you know, in my first year, people asked me about swag. I never knew what the word swag is, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And someone mentioned it, swag in the debate or something, and I said, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll bring more swag, you know. <laughs> uh, and I always answer with confidence. Like, I, uh, I, 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 I answer the question as if, like, oh, yeah, and people looking like, what the hell did he just say, you know? <laughs> but really, people should have the confidence because, you know, uh, I tell people if English is not your first language, you're actually a step ahead because you actually know it's another language you know what i mean yeah. and you're learning and don't take that that as a as a weakness in a way mm-hmm. but just find a way to improve that you know what i mean and I, I i continue to improve my english till till this day and i continue to learn from my mistakes all the time but i always had the confidence of trying my best to explain what i want to say trying my best to present the right thing for um, to get let people get the message in a way. Mm. Uh, but it's really being out there, joining these societies, you know, like I was in the commerce society and different societies and really presenting even Habitat for Humanity. You know, you're going to the U.S. You're, you're, people always ask you where you're from, yeah. uh, you know, what brought you here, you know, and that's by itself, you know, is presenting yourself, you know. So it's always getting out of that comfort zone and be like, you know, I want to give it a try, you know, mm. and it's from a try to a try, that's where it comes along in a way. I always like the advice, no one wants to see you fail. Absolutely. It, yeah, when it comes to public speaking or, you know, if maybe you want to do some community theater or something. Yeah. Yeah. No it, one wants to see you up there sweating or no. making mistakes. Absolutely. And people all, and, 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 and that's that's a great thing because people always say, good job, you know, yeah. you did good job and stuff. Maybe if you, you did, didn't do a great job, it's still, yeah. no one wants to see no someone No one would say fail. something. Yeah. You know? I, 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 I loved my honest friends who would say, oh, you know, you said some words that didn't make sense at all. Like, yeah. I'm you said make, swag again. You said swag again. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really it's really learning a lot and um, it's 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 all about learning you know when when we came from we came from culture for example we never really knew what indigenous means or mm-hmm. aboriginal and and I, I was honest about it you know like we really learn about indigenous people and originally, you know, where, where I was born, all we did was watch movies, you know, yeah. and, and these movies were actually a bad thing, not a good thing, because mm-hmm. we, we never, and then you come here and then you find your classmate, he's an indigenous student, and you learn about their culture, and the more, the more you learn, and you start learning about residential schools, and you learn about the whole history, which, which is amazing, you know what I mean? And it's not that, oh, I came from a culture that we don't have indigenous people, because I'm sure we do, it just... 
not out there. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's here where you learn about it, here where you learn how to support your indigenous friends. Uh, you learn how, about how they see things, you know what I mean? And and that, that's the best thing I liked here. And and I, I, I couldn't even say the word indigenous. I remember when I first came, you know, learning to say the word indigenous or someone would say Aboriginal and it was like, what's Aboriginal? You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's really the, the culture and now, and then and with time we learn, you know, we live in Mi'kma'agi and, mm -hmm. you know, um, our business is is on Chipoktok, the Halifax Harbor. So it's just amazing, rich culture that uh, that's one of the things I tell people to be open-minded. You got to learn other cultures. You got to respect other cultures. Mm -hmm. You got to be involved in it you know if you want to be part of the community you got to be part of all the stuff you can't just be like you know i just want to live my life the way it is absolutely you can but you're just gonna learn and understand and respect that's i think that's the biggest thing yeah, yeah. and then in turn you'll get that back i guess too right people are going to learn about your culture <laughs> absolutely and, you know respect what you're bringing to the community 100 percent Another motto that stood out to me when I was creeping you on Instagram, uh, life is too short to live the same day twice. Yeah. <laughs> Where does that come from? That, that, that's, that's <laughs> funny. I got to change that. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, it's really like I'm, I'm always about new adventures. I'm always about, you know, what, what else can we do, you know, when, when there's free time or there's something. And that's where... You know, I, I, I always live day by day, you know, I mean, people are like, oh, wow, you have a business. What's what's your five years plan? I'm mm. like, I don't really have a five years plan, you know, yeah. I just enjoy what we're doing. I wait for every summer, season by season. We take it every season. We add something new every season. We add new team members. Um, but not looking too far and stressing out. Okay, people are like, what's your exit strategy? I'm like, Wait. what are you talking about? <laughs> I, know, I know I'm a banker, but, you know, this is not a startup that, you know, I'm selling a product and, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's different. We're like, we're just enjoying what we're doing. We're young, you know, me and my business partner, we're 27. And, you know, Mary is, is young and we're doing Nova Glamping together. And really, it's really giving the experience to people. And then, down the road, we see that where, where that goes, you know what I mean? In a few years, we may say, oh, you know, we're we're good with it. That said, we've been doing this for like six, seven mm -hmm. years. And, and or we say, you know, we're just enjoying it. We're going to keep doing it. And it's seasonal, you know, let's work all summer and go skiing somewhere in the winter. Maybe who knows? But yeah, because <laughs> we love skiing. It's funny. I learned skiing I, yes. here. <laughs> I noticed that on your Instagram too. The man, you you really go out there. Like you're skiing, you're on the water. I mean, obviously it's part of your business, but you are enjoying your life, your life here, your life in general. Yeah, and and that's and that's something I try to do because again, you know, the summers are crazy, crazy mm -hmm. busy. You know, and and we're in a business where liability is a big thing. You know, you'll be having the best day and like, oh, something happened here or something. And every I still remember calling my insurance saying, hey, you know, I'm just. Uh, perching this island, I would like to get like an island, really. <laughs> so jet skis, boats, kayaks, and now you couldn't find the riskier thing <laughs> to get into. It's like no, you know, it's fun, you know, yeah. and, and it's 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 fun. But it's really, you know, like the summers for us, like starting mid June all the way till mid September. That till a hurricane comes nowadays, mm. but it's it's very very busy, and that's where when we get time to enjoy, we really try to enjoy it the most. Mm. Because in the summer, like weekends, we don't have something called, oh, let's go with friends for No, no, the weekends are the busiest days yeah. ever. You know what I mean? Like that's where you're going to be there. Um, but again, now we, we have, I have the winter more to like enjoy and do stuff I like. So uh, maybe one more seasonal business and that's it. I'll keep the whole winter off. <laughs> don't pre-plan too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you, Osama, and thank you to everyone joining us today for this episode of Our Guest Is. If you don't want to miss the next episode, make sure you subscribe. You can find us on MyEastCoastExperience.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and YouTube. Plus, don't forget you can follow My East Coast Experience on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thanks again, and hope you can join us for our next episode. Oh, 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 oh,